0: All right, welcome back to Noise Advocation Podcast. Um, Happy fucking January, I guess.
1: 2024.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I believe we said Happy New Year last episode, but um, so far the year looks pretty sweet for releases, like just from the couple months of things I've seen announced. Uh, There was some cool anniversary reissues coming out, like typo negative, life is killing me um like public image limited's first album and just a lot of like random oddities there was like a collection of some germs demos and i've heard rumors of like a behemoth album coming out and a mastodon record and just all this other stuff so hopefully 2024 pans out to be a good year in uh music releases because if it's anything like last year, man, it's going to fucking be expensive. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I remember, I think both of us at the beginning of last year said like we were trying not to spend as much as we normally do on records, uh, yeah. and uh, that didn't happen. Nope. Actually, I think I spent more than I normally do because there was just so many good releases that came out, and I even missed some stuff. Like, Oh, yeah, dude. Even with all the money in the world...
1: You'd never get to listen to it all anyway.
0: Yeah, you have all the money but not all the time. Yeah. One cool thing like I did find was uh we talk about this Stormkeep's first record. It took me forever to find that and you you got one too, right? Yep. Yeah, it took me a while to find that. And I'm sure if you're an Instagram metalhead, you might have seen this store by now, Blast Beats Vinyl. Their store always has the coolest Metal oddities that you can find like nowhere else. Uh, and a lot of times it's imported stuff from like overseas. And, you know, he has good prices on it. You don't have to pay the extra shipping. Um, he's a great dude who takes pride in what he does. Uh, he makes your orders feel very personal. Like when you get them sent to you, there's a little thank you card and some stickers and this, that, and the other. And I order from there all the time. Jeremy orders from there as well. And they had that Stormkeep, um, the new Sulphur Eon record. Um, They've got like some rare Cannibal Corpse Japanese press records. I mean, they stock a real good variety of metal stuff. And uh, that's why we wanted to get him on the show to hear about his store I I wanted to call it a company there for a second Uh,
1: label and whatever but yeah I
0: almost said label again it's all good but yeah I wanted to get him on here talk about Blast Beats Vinyl and you know how it started and you know just what the store is all about in general so uh, before we jump into the interview in a second here I just want to say go to the episode description follow his Instagram follow us on Instagram Uh, you can find him on Facebook as well and go to his website com, and would, like i said if you're a metal person i promise you you'll find stuff there that you like jeremy if you don't have anything else i'm gonna I do jump not. into the interview so enjoy so meet from Blast Beats Vinyl. one thank you for jumping on the show and taking the time to talk with us uh we love your site we order from it all the time
1: yeah man Yeah. Uh, definitely was a surprise to see that like jump up your Mm -hmm. um like label and you have like just crazy rare
2: shit it's awesome so i'm really glad we get to talk to you thanks man i'm i'm really happy to be here thanks for asking me to come i you know usually don't think i have anything interesting to say and you ask me i'm like that's cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) now we like to get into not you know everybody interviews bands and stuff and we do too it's all fun but um, we've interviewed like a couple uh, like record labels and dealers and just stuff like that, like uh, anything you know, music related. We get into so I mean your store as far as metal goes. To me, I don't know any other metal online metal store like that isn't just like a you know a metalbladerecords.com or something. That's just a stocked label.
2: Yeah, and it, you know that was um, one of the reason why we. We started it to begin with. <laughs> um, I really felt that there was a need. The you know the need was um, was personal. I felt you know I, that I want to get my records, and I live in the suburbs. I live in Jersey in the suburbs, and I don't have any local record shop that's going to have metal. You know, there is a one small record shop here that they would get things if I order them, but I wouldn't be able to just go in and just flip the records and ask for recommendations that just doesn't exist and you know it will never exist because it will never make sense financially for anyone to open local all <laughs> metal record stores in, uh, in the suburbs uh, so I was trying to think you know can we do this online somehow
1: you know and a lot of people for some reason they don't get that you know like oh I'm sorry we don't have an obscure metal album, you know, like you just said, it's like, you can't just sit on that stuff forever in a brick and mortar store, you know?
2: Yeah, you know, you you walk in, you know, all of us walk into record stores, we love them, we love walking into them, and, and you know, and we always ask, like, where is the metal section? And usually they send you to the back of the store, you, <laughs> you, you, you find one small bin, and, um, you know, if you find their suicidal tendencies, you're excited. Right, right. And
0: at this point, that's been repressed so many times that it's really not that hard to find.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and that's and the selection is just part of it, right? It's, uh, you know, you're trying to think about all the things that are important for vinyl collectors, especially metal, is, you know, you want to buy from multiple labels at the same time. You want to get the best possible variants, but you also want to feel part of a community, and you also want to get your shit safely, you know? You don't want them to get banged by, you know, when Amazon ships their their shit. You, you know you're always going to get something banged um, when it comes to vinyl. Oh, um, yeah. I never so, even yeah, bother ordering from Amazon. Amazon.
0: I mean, one, because I own a record store, and to me, like, you know, I'm trying to support other local businesses or independent businesses. And two, like, they just have terrible customer care as far as handling records go because they're pumping out you know everything in a day not just packaging records so it doesn't come to you how it should
2: yeah absolutely and 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 you know it just doesn't feel like you're part of something i mean i don't know about you guys you know the for me my entire metal journey started at the record store you know that's when i was much much younger
0: right going back like to
2: that like when did you first get into metal? Uh I guess, you know, I'm I'm in my 40s right now and I got into metal I want to say when I was around 11, 12 um, junior high school. I liked rock generally. You know back that it was 90s, so I liked uh, I like Pearl Jam, I like Nirvana and stuff like that. And I think mostly because I didn't know any metal. I I wasn't exposed to it at all. Um, I was maybe exposed a little bit to what was on MTV. So uh, I remember one of my favorite bands back then was Key Joe, uh, when they released uh, Everything (laughs) About You. And I I really love that. But the dime really dropped when I I was actually walking next to a local record store and they had speakers outside and it played Moonspell. Um, It was the release week of uh, Wolfheart and they played Love Crimes. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that song because it blew my mind. I had no idea such music existed. And I walk into the store and there's a guy behind the counter and I ask him, you know, what is this? <laughs> I love it. Uh, and he showed me and I got the CD. Uh, it was CD. And I, I couldn't stop listening to it. And I went back into the store uh, to the guy behind the counter and... I kept asking him, like, "Give me more. I need to know <laughs> all this. Just anything you know, I want to know." You know, and it's it was quite a journey with it, this guy. By the way, is still one of my best friends. Um, oh, that's great. Um, much older than me, but <laughs> is uh, really one of my best friends. We still talk about music all the time. Is
0: he still running a store? He's working for a record label. Okay,
2: so he's uh, still affiliated with. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, really cool. We we keep, you know, now with Blast Beats Final, it's the first time ever that I'm able to somehow introduce him to some music. Uh took about 25 years. But... <laughs> yeah, so you're returning cool. the favor.
0: The student has surpassed the master,
2: so, right. so to say. I <laughs> uh, will never surpass him, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, once in a while I'm able to introduce something that he likes. Right. That he didn't know.
0: So were you ever in any bands yourself or anything? Or were you just a fan of metal in general?
2: I was in in bands very, you know, kind of in, in high school. Um, very mediocre guitar player. And I guess the first band I was in was a black metal band. I think you might even s- still find some of the recorded stuff called uh, Merit's Kingdom. It was a... Black metal band. We were really bad. We had an amazing drummer, but everyone else were really bad. <laughs> and then I was at Seek Irony. If you heard about the band, I have not. Uh, they still exist. Uh, they have. Um, they now the the main guy there um, has a recording studio in Austin, Texas. But you know, I was there when we we're just kids. You know, playing around and. and the minute i left they started uh, having some success <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> always the case man
2: yeah, and, and you know what for for the best i think they got like after i left they got a really talented guitar player and they found they found their style and you know they did what they love. yeah that's you
1: can't cool. hate on that man that's awesome
2: yeah moon is what got you into metal then um you know, it's Moonspell and, you know, around the same time it was, you know, Cradle of Filth released uh, Principle of Evil Made Flash. And, and I know, you know, back then uh, all the gatekeepers said it's not real black metal, but <laughs> I was, I love that album. I listened so much.
1: So many but people are introduced to black metal through that. Like, I don't care, you yeah,
2: know. That- people of talk filth is, shit. It's that's
0: like, how I found exactly,
1: out
2: Black like, Metal was Cradle of Filth. So yeah. Yeah. Look, I think this album is amazing. I still think it's the best Cradle of Filth. <laughs> uh and finally, you know, you have some some artists, you know, like uh Jake von of you know, said, I was inspired by Cradle of Filth principle. You you know, you you didn't hear that a lot from from black metal bands. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, not until recently.
2: Yeah. It's been, you know, it's been enough time, I think, for people to realize. Yeah,
0: it was like you said, the gatekeepers. So, like, if they wanted to be accepted as a quote-unquote real black metal band, they (laughs) were like, we can't say that we like Cradle of Filth because they'll shame us. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which is stupid because, I mean, they're one of the bands that were important for allowing black metal to be more obtainable and... I get that kind of goes against the people's original idea behind it, but whatever. Like, if there's good music, like people are gonna want to consume it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, gatekeeping. Like, I, I hate gatekeeping. It's <laughs> it's toxic. It's, um, but I understand it. You know, it's like the 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 analogy to having an. Alcoholic father, right? It's either you're never gonna touch a drink, or you're gonna become an alcoholic yourself. Is you know when you experience some sort of gatekeeping, it's either one day you're gonna grow up to be a gatekeeper yourself, or you're gonna fight it. Yeah, yeah, we fight it, dude.
1: I mean, (laughs) I I just think like now that you say that, it's something that maybe as you get older, you're kind of like because when you're younger, I guess when you find like that metal band or whatever that band. And you think that, you know, they're singing to you or they're playing for you or whatever that you think. And it's like, I just don't get why people want to keep that stuff to themselves. But maybe when you're younger, I kind of see it. But yeah, like around here,
2: man, we're all about the more, the merrier. Yeah, I think it's it's not even that, you know, it's, uh, you know, take, for example, Sleep Token, right? Sleep Token makes people angry. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I personally
1: don't care for that band style, but I'm not about to get mad about it either, you know.
2: Yeah, you know, and it, I think that's that's cool. It's it's about like, if I don't like something, I just don't like it, right? That's it. there's nothing else to it. It's you know, I don't like it. You move on. There's so much music. There's so many great. There's really the, you know, and you also have a record so You see how many releases?
0: Oh specifically
2: yeah, specifically metal every week. It's insane. Yep.
0: Yeah and that's not even that's just metal like i mean we do a little bit of everything so i'm looking at four to five hundred releases a week so i gotta go through this that and the other to figure out what i can sell what might sell what definitely won't sell etc what's your process like when it comes to um what you think's gonna
2: sell well i mean i guess you would kind of know as a fan hey you know that's part of the the learning you know blast beats vinyl opened only last March and I definitely not I don't come from any sort of background from selling records right it's all completely from scratch Um, no experience whatsoever so I had to learn as I go the process has been you know there there's there's some values first of all right so you know most of the time I try to find the stuff that I just like I just listen to stuff and whether I like it or not, I that's the first thing. You know, I, I will check to see how many listeners it has on uh, on Spotify once in a while to to see if I should get, you know, five copies or fifty copies or something.
1: Right, that makes sense.
2: But mostly that, and also my favorite part is actually getting requests from people. Right, so we have like the store has a Discord server with. Uh, with a very active community i'm very active on on social media as well and i discover so much music through requests of people people ask me hey i hear this and that are going to release a new new album are you going to have that and you know i I just want to go check it out go listen see if if i like it and i should be trying to get it
1: i i just noticed that about the discord thing and the community and i that was a, another question I was going to ask is, is that, a, um, like you said, a very popular uh, means of how you get your inventory then?
2: It's, you know, the, there is a lot of discussion on Discord between people that are very passionate. So, first of all, I see what they talk about, right? And and, they, and I participate. And, you know, it's also a trap because, you know, that the people on Discord are usually the most passionate collectors uh, out there. And you know they like the the wax mages uh, of the world and and the rare stuff, and they represent uh, some of my clients, but not all of them, right? Right. Um, and the goal of Blast Beats Vinyl is to make things accessible as well, right? As you said, you can you need to go a lot of times you can't find something. You need to go to the label in Europe and and pay thirty five dollars in shipping for <laughs> one record. Yep. And that's what I'm trying to solve. So I'm trying to keep that in mind all the time, right? That I want to have stuff for the collectors too. I really do, and they're and they're really and they're the most helpful people out there. Uh, But at the same time, to you know, I keep in mind that these are the hardcore collectors usually, and I want to make it more accessible. And this is why I'm trying to grow that community. Again, it's the don't be a gatekeeper. I want to make it accessible. I don't want people to feel like they need to have any special knowledge or a huge collection of a thousand records that are all super rare to to say that you know to feel eligible to to buy a record you know yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah you said that you only started this last march so it's not even a year old yet exactly Wow, well, yeah. i thought it was like at least a couple of years at this point but maybe, i don't know maybe it's Maybe it hasn't. Time blends together sometimes for a while. Yeah, dude. I mean, your presence like on Instagram, nine times out of 10, when I open my Instagram, I have like a sponsored Blast Beats vinyl thing. And I'm like, oh, cool. I want that and that and that. (laughs) And like, so I would say you're very good at getting the shop exposed to where people can find it because that's very hard to do to stand out on social media like that.
2: I will say that that's the, you know, the, what I did bring to blast with, I don't know anything about the music industry or didn't have any connections to any labels, right? It was all cold calling everyone saying, Hey, I'm starting this new shop. Can I work with you? But my background is in online marketing, right? That's what I do with my day job. So, you know, for the past 20 plus years.
1: That now makes a
0: whole lot of sense. That does make
2: a lot of sense. That's awesome, man. Because um,
1: like Ryan just said, the same thing with me and my Instagram. It's like, it's a shit's calling to me. Like, oh, check this out. And like you were saying earlier too, about like, if it's an import, it's even more appealing because I just saved, you know, 30 bucks because I don't have to order it from fucking Germany or something, you know?
2: Yeah. And, you know, this was also, you know, a learning process. I didn't know that if I, you know, the imports... Could really make it work. But um, and definitely getting the connections. That's I think was probably the biggest challenge, right? Getting the connections into into the labels. Um, having the money to, to buy, you know, all of them have some sort of a minimum and you have a limit, limited resources and you have minimums that you have to spend. You don't know whether or not you're going to sell it. I think these are kind of the biggest challenges when, when you do that. Very risky. Did you have to um, like put anything up? Oh, yeah. You know, the, the way that I started it is I brought some money from home uh, to begin with. You know, I agreed with my wife on, on the amount. I said, you know, that's how much money I'm going to put into this. Let's see how it goes. Um, I took a uh, business credit card with a zero APR introduction fees and just maxed the shit out of that credit card.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Zero <laughs> percent <0% sighs> ARP. Got to get it quick.
2: Yeah, gotta get it um, quick and 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 just max it out and <laughs> and every dime that I made went back into inventory. Man, that's um, awesome. So, and you know, and we just crossed that line of uh, of being, being, being profitable. Uh, profitable. Yeah. So, um, fuck I'm yeah! Happy. Congratulations, man.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, that is awesome, and I will say. The online marketing thing makes sense because I think I even said this to you yesterday, like your all of your pictures of things, your videos of things, the boxing videos and all that stuff. um, It is all presented very well. Like when you have a release coming out and you have like the I'm not sure if some of them are real life pictures or if they're digital mock-ups behind them Um, but the backdrops and stuff that you put on the pictures like everything is very appealing and it stands out amongst just a picture of a record oh thanks man
2: yeah and some of them you know it's it's a combination by the way Um, is AI is becoming so good so it's hard to know when some of the photos are the mock-ups and what are the real ones yeah the ones I sent you yesterday by the way and we can talk about that specific album at some point but The ones I sent you yesterday were, uh, these are not digital mockups. These are uh, photos that I take here in in the small studio, but you know, it's important, right? I mean, you want things to, to, to appeal. You want to, you want them to be presented uh, in a static way. Um, Trying to convey a message that we pack vinyl, um, you know, and how we pack vinyl, how we treat vinyl. And people are also curious about what other people's selections are, right? It's interesting yeah. if someone want to know what other people are buying. So we're creating these videos for like those order, the opposite of unpacking videos, right? Of of us packing the packages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're packing videos. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's that's tight.
0: It is cool, though, because it makes not only the person who because I've seen a lot of times like somebody will be in the comment section and they're like, hey, that was my order. Um, so it makes them feel cool, but it also, like you said, people want to know what other people are buying and then you probably get this to where somebody sees that and they're like, oh, I didn't know he had that. I got to get that now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's great for everyone and I'm, we're getting a lot of requests, you know, that my favorite part about this is getting those uh, comments on in the orders, right? Every time you, you place an order, you can put on comments. So people write, you know, some people write crazy shit. Uh, a lot of people just ask for their uh, order to be to be videoed. Oh, you, you know, can request it? to have it videoed. That's cool. Oh, we're getting a lot, way more than we can handle. Yeah, that's, I would imagine fucking, that's actually. That's a
1: good thing, man. That's, a, that's fucking
2: great. Honestly, there's probably
0: people that are ordering that are like, man, I could get this here, but I want to get it from Blast Yeah, to get a video, get, make a video of for it. sure.
2: Yeah, I do I'm I'm doing my best to do it because, you know, it's it's great. It makes everyone feel feel great. I I love it. It's great for, you know, it's great for the store. It's great for for the customers. It's and I love doing that, so you know, trying to get as many as I can.
0: Yeah. And I like when you get an order from you, there's like stickers in there. There's a little like thank you card from you and your wife and um it just all feels very like personal when you get an order from you versus where you get an order from like a big company and you just get a receipt or <laughs> an invoice or whatever.
2: Yeah, look, I, I think there's still a lot more to do. Uh, I have a lot of, uh, of different ideas. And, you know, um, my wife is more of uh, the sensible between the two of us. If it, if it, if it was up to me, Blast Beats Vinyl wouldn't make a dime. It wouldn't be profitable. And I would spend all the money that, that <laughs> we make on, on giving back an uh, amazing mail day uh, use case. So she's more sensible, but, you know, have a lot of different ideas on how to make it feel more personal but to be honest, the goal at the end of the day is just trying to replicate that feeling of a local record store online. Um, and I really believe that the the key for that is is that community.
0: Yeah, you're definitely on the right path. And I think you're 100% right on that. And it's going to serve you well like long term because you're not even on like a first year yet and or you're just coming up on it and you're already pretty far and above beyond what somebody who would be a little less online experienced would be and like your passion for metal in general helps drive that so it's a good combination of the two yeah
2: and look at the same time I don't feel like it's a competition you know I feel like we need more (laughs) I you know my my oh I think you'll start I mean, other people have done
0: stuff sort of similar, but I think you'll you'll kind of set off a little trend, at least in the metal community, for other people to be like, well, I want to do this, even if it's
1: just bands. Well, the fact that you're in the black after less than a year, like, that alone is mind-blowing to me. Small businesses usually take, you know, longer than that to, like, start making a little money, you know?
2: You know the the good news is that nowadays it's it's much easier to do, right? I do this. I, I have a day job, uh, very busy. I can do this from from home for the most part. You have services like you know Shopify helps a lot, right? You have, you can automate a lot of a lot of shit with with Shopify. Even a lot of the back office accounting stuff that you know we don't know anything about. There are a lot of services that that help you so. I think there is no better time to, to start such a business than today. I would agree.
0: And just comparing like a, a brick and mortar store to an online store. It's, there's a lot of similarities, but a lot of differences too. Like, uh, what you said earlier about like trying to figure out how many to order of something, I'm always
2: struggling with that. Yeah. It's all, it's only and I, you know, brick and mortar, um, what, what is your process?
0: Um, I don't know. We live in sort of a a smaller city, so, like, we know a lot of our customers, at least on a first-name basis. So I usually, like, reach out to people, and I'll be like, this is coming out, this is coming out, and, like, people that I know, something's in their wheelhouse. And then I kind of gauge off of that, and I'll get a few extra based on, you know, just popularity of the artist, or a lot of times I'll go and listen to it to see... Because, you know, some people will be like, well, I only like stuff that sounds like this or I only like this that sounds like that or whatever it is. So if it's in that wheelhouse and I know I can pitch
2: it. Brick and mortar is my dream, to be honest. <laughs> That's it's, um you know, we're just talking about it. Like, you know.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, if, you, if you could make a brick and mortar store, that would be sweet.
2: Yeah, well, maybe one day, you know. Like, my, we were just talking about it. My, you know, Ronnie, my wife and partner here, on Blast beats asked me, like, you know, hey, we win the Powerball. Uh What, what do you do? Make a brick and mortar store. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> yeah, that would be really cool,
0: especially since you said there's not really any metal stores or record stores in general in your area.
2: Yeah, look, I, if I had to do something, I'd probably do it in Brooklyn or something like that because in, in this area, like, <laughs> it would be abandoned. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there are there are a lot of things that people didn't do yet. Like, you know, one of ideas that I had is why don't we do a touring store like Blast Beats Vinyl on tour? Let's get an RV, get all the records in RV, and go to places. And you know, let's get fucking local bands to perform some parking lots. And we'll just move from town to town. Yeah, that, that, right. That would be awesome, but it actually has been done. I was
1: gonna say I know some. I know it, some people that have done that, and it and it's awesome well, actually. Jack I'm, White did it with Third wow. Records. Rick to Life like did it and ripped off a bunch of shit too. But that's beside <laughs> yeah. the point
0: yeah but third man records out of uh detroit and he has a plant in nashville as well they they have a touring record store um and like he'll do like pop-up performances and stuff that sounds
2: awesome i need i need to find out more
0: yeah i've tried to reach out to him to see if i can get the i don't know if they do like requests but i was like hey it'd be cool if you could drive the rv from detroit to here because it's only like a few hours north interesting but they never got yeah. back to me, so <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> but they are a really great company. Say if you, like, had an RV and you were going to, like, um, you know, Milwaukee Metal Fest and all these different metal festivals and you just set up there, like, as if you were a food truck, per se.
1: That's a But dream you're job. a
0: record store.
2: Um, I, I mean, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. But, you know, this is more of, like, you know, trying to do vending gigs. I don't know. How, but, you know, I was thinking, like, can we actually have it as a touring store, right? right. Um, um, meet people, you know, again, it's just about the community yeah. of and, and the local bands. There are so many local bands that I'll, I'll never get to see live, right? And, and, and see what people like and whatnot. And it's going to be a good experience for them as well, right? I mean, trying, you have your, an an RV truck that comes and all of a sudden with all these imports and variants from Europe, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, dude, it would be fucking crazy if it just popped up out of nowhere.
0: Be like, what? Ice cream truck for record nerds, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I seen an announcement on your Facebook about whacking uh, metal battles for uh, Philadelphia and it it didn't really describe exactly what it was what was that about are you a judge in the is it like a battle of the bands type of thing
2: yes so you know there's the waken or bucking <laughs> festival yeah. in germany yeah. and there's um and every country there's going to be one band which re- represents uh each country and there's kind of a battle of the bands beforehand uh, for each country. And the U.S. being so big, it starts local, and then there's going to be a, a national selection process. So I'm one of the judges for Philly, for Philadelphia. Uh, there are going to be six bands. It's going to be uh, three nights. And it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah,
0: I was looking at the the updated flyer with the bands right now. I've heard of Desolation, but I've never listened to any of the other bands. But that is you know, really I didn't cool. even...
2: Yeah, it's re- it's really cool. I'm excited about this. I mean, it, it, one of the things, you know, when uh, I talked to one of the organizers, when, when she asked me to to judge, I said, you know, it's going to be really hard for me to be a judge with local bands. I have so much, you know, with local bands, I have, usually have so much respect and love for them that um, yeah, it doesn't wanna, matter.
0: How. You don't want to feel like you're putting one down by judging yeah.
2: one over the other. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I feel like that sometimes, even when I, like, post shit on Instagram. It's like, I'm not trying to leave anybody out, but you know what I mean? You only can post so much in,
0: you know, one day. I feel like that when we make, like, the best of lists. Yeah, yeah. Like, damn, I, I don't want to leave off this, this, and this. And I totally, we could have made, like,
1: ten different ones, like, based on genre or based on, I don't know. Yeah, and you're right. My list could be ten different ones today, you know?
2: i totally get it i i couldn't i couldn't do the list <laughs> i just couldn't get myself and especially in 23 it was such an amazing year for music Fuck yeah it was so it was really hard to make that list you were talking about a new release what was that all about yeah so well, uh, we it's it's actually pretty it's pretty exciting i'm I'm really excited about this so uh uh the label is uh fiat productions they're um a black metal label and They're releasing uh, for the first time on vinyl uh, Wild and Woe uh, for the good of the realm, which has been only released on cassettes, uh, on tape until now. And it's going to be the first time on vinyl. And we're going to be the exclusive distributors of it. And we worked very closely with them on on the release. And, you know, it's going to be limited to 100 copies and all of them are going to be uh, hand numbered. And it's uh, it's a really exciting one because first th- that album is fucking amazing. I highly recommend uh, listening to it. It actually appeared on a lot of people's top ten lists for for twenty three. Um, when you'll see the the artwork, you'll you'll recognize it most likely.
0: Yeah, I uh, I actually listened to it twice so far um when we were talking about it yesterday i listened to it while i was making dinner and then i listened to it this morning again too
1: i haven't heard it yet i'm uh i have no excuse
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, cool. you, you, you listen to it but it's uh you know they, the the style is a uh, castle metal right and when you listen to it it's it's just what it is right you just you imagine yourself holding a sword being in the castle. Uh, But uh, what I like about this album is that, you know, even though it's kind of in a certain genre, it's actually very diversified in terms of, you know, the guitar playing. You have your more classic black metal uh, trem trem runs and and blast beats. Uh, But then you have those riffs, which really sound like old fucking dissection. And it's all very melodic and it's really just an amazing album.
0: Yeah, I really, I agree with that hundred percent because it does, like I was talking yesterday and I mentioned a band called Obsequiae. Um, they have like sort of a synth kind of dungeon synth element to them almost at some points. Um, and when I read Castle Metal, that's kind of what I was expecting, but it has that element to it but like you said there's a more melodic metal element to it as well and it i really like it i thought it was a good album
2: yeah and you know and 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 they're they're great people like uh jeff young from uh wild and woe is one of the nicest people and you know if you'll follow him on instagram he he posts a lot of videos uh of himself and you know this guy is just it's full of talent and just one of the nicest people and um, he really does what he does with a lot of passion, and Fiat Productions, you know, is a label I couldn't have asked for for a better partner here. That you know, as I said, we we only started in March, right? For for a label to say, hey, we're gonna do uh, an exclusive with you, and also we're we're gonna have a bigger partnership. We also have a few more releases lined up, and we're gonna do, we're gonna be their exclusive distributor. You know, distributor for for a few releases and you know and that's big yeah, oh, yeah that's that's huge, huge, man.
0: For, i mean that combined with the being a judge for the battle of the bands vacuum thing i mean yeah you're on a a great year
2: for a, or a great year first year i'm sorry um yeah look uh, it's it's going well, uh, more than than I expected, but I think more importantly, it's that it's um, you know meeting a lot of a lot of great people along the way, making a lot of new friends, and learning a lot about this. You know, like Field Productions is not your typical black metal label that you would expect. Uh, the owner is probably one of the hardest working people there. And when it, it, it's uh, Bari, she You know, it's a woman. We need more women in metal. Let's start with that, right? So um, female-owned business. She runs the label by herself, 100%. From, you know, selecting the bands to making the releases to the artwork down to packing all the orders herself until recently. And she adds stuff like, you know, for... For Wild and Woe, for the cassettes, she actually did, she hand-painted, like, tiny swords to add to the cassettes. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, and, you know, she's she's just amazing. She's um, really hardworking. She does it all out of love. She, you know, she has values that that resonate um, with me, especially. You know, she has these amazing shirts of be kind to animals, listen to blackmail. Oh, yeah, I've Uh, seen those. I have, too. (laughs) They're amazing. And, you know, I like it when someone comes in and challenges us. (laughs) Right. And
0: so you're doing your own Blast Beats vinyl variant for the release,
2: then? I mean, that's the only variant. It's the only variant, right? You can only get it through Blast Beats vinyl and some copies uh, from the band when they tour. Okay
0: where is the label based out of I don't know if you said and I missed
2: uh she's the east Coast so here in New York oh okay yeah it's in
0: us yeah that's awesome man I'm uh when does that release you said on Tuesday
2: so we are going to announce it Tuesday okay uh, on on instagram I'm gonna see some photos of that variant and its goes up on sale uh on Friday next week 10 a.m eastern okay cool when
0: we post the episode we'll have links in the episode description to all your online store and social media and all that stuff so anybody listening that's interested go click the links down there and then follow him and uh go purchase if if not that album i'm guaranteeing you'll find something else
2: on the store that would be awesome very helpful thank you so much
0: so what are, um, like in the last year that you've been doing this, or you know, nine months, um, what are some of your highest selling titles on the label? Or I'm sorry, this um, I keep saying label.
2: It's a habit, I'm sorry. It, you know what? It's a sign. I should start a label. <laughs> um, I think, you know, just because it's online, we have a lot of data and stuff. So I think I, I usually make the difference between the fastest selling versus the best selling right because it's Mm. uh, it's also a function of whether or not i could how many copies i could get and whether or not i could restock something (laughs) Uh, but you know i would say that the fastest things that just sold very quickly are usually uh nessie so i don't know if we thought this is uh nessie's um ryan you're familiar with that but you know it's uh, for those who are not it's uh Chinese label that does these very amazing reissues, which are targeted for the Asian market. But, you know, we could get some of them here. Like those cannibal corpse ones?
0: Yeah, they did blood incantation too and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, that shit
2: looks fucking dope. And you know what? No photo will ever do justice with, with these releases. I've been... And that's the... Luckily enough, it's the first label I ever worked with. He's the first label that said, yeah, I'll work with you. And when he shipped, I never had a Nessie before, <laughs> before the store. I Someone just recommended to check his things. And when you hold this in your hand and you see just the kind of stock paper he's using, those really heavyweight vinyl records, the artwork, and then talking more and more with the guy from Nessie, I realized... This guy, he's a little bit insane, you know. He's so <laughs> good. it is. He's so obsessed about the work. He, you know, he told me stories about how much money he spent just throwing things away that because it wasn't pixel perfect and he wasn't happy with it. I was like, I don't know if you're genius or the stupidest man I ever met. <laughs> <know. laughs> I like the end product. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've actually I've never gotten any of his albums, um, but I've seen some amazing photos, and if like you said, the photos don't do it justice, I'm sure they look phenomenal in person.
2: Yeah, it's mostly kind of you know more than the vinyl record itself. It's just the the artwork, the the stock paper that he's using. Everything is just it's just perfect. Um, and you know, I got I have a really good relationship with him, and and I was able to put out some. Pretty rare stuff from uh, from them. Things which have been sold out for for a while, and those just sell very quickly. Yeah, every time uh,
0: I go on your site, they're always
2: sold out. Yeah, you know, usually these are the kind of things that we'll do a drop. We'll, we we want to give you know equal opportunity to everyone. I don't give no friends and family access or anything like that. I just want to you know everyone to have a fair chance. So right. we just you know it's gonna go up ten a.m. on that day and usually a lot of them the most popular ones you know it doesn't matter if i you know even if i get you know tens of copies of them some of them will just sell out quickly but you know proper releases i would say that the top three would be uh rivers of nihil where owls know my name um and i think it's very justified because this album is just fucking amazing
0: yeah i agree
2: that's Um, the one
0: with the green cover right with the green cover
2: yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and you know we're getting that the variant that we're getting is from germany we're importing it so it wasn't available in the us for a while and then when it was it was a different variant um and this one's just so uh, so nice looking so i think it's very justified (laughs) that this album is one of the top sellers second would probably be fires in the distance are not meant for us which was selling very nicely the beginning of the year when we just started. And then I got to do an exclusive with um, with Prosthetic Records later. And that you know, sold sold out. And what we just talked about, Ryan, uh, Silver Iron. So uh, Silver Iron is definitely one of the best sellers. I just keep restocking it and just sells out every two weeks. Yeah. that's amazing, I, was, um,
0: man. I was really happy to find the first Stormkeep album. Um the site like i'd been trying to track that down for a while yeah, and they were, they were like always in germany and i hate shipping from there because it's such a long journey for a single record to travel and the chances of it getting dinged up are like pretty high um when tales of the other time came out and i ordered that my it comes with that i don't know if you have the record copy but it comes with a big fold-out map and mm-hmm. it was like too heavy for the record jacket but they put it inside the record jacket and when i got it it was all bent like crazy like the record was fine but the jacket was bent in like a million places um and then again they abscended me one that could have survived like a war because they packaged it so well <laughs> and then just replaced it but it was uh after that happening a few times i was like man i don't want to chance that again all the way from germany I'm i'm still waiting for the repress <laughs> Oh, of Tales of Other Time? Yes. Uh, I got the CD and the vinyl when they came out, thankfully, because they sold fast. Yeah. Yeah, we both
1: have a copy of it, actually.
0: Yeah, I gave Jeremy my damaged jacket. Yeah, I was like, I don't give a (laughs) fuck, I was like, here you go, you can have this
2: for free. That's awesome. You got the the red variant?
0: Yep, it's like red and kind of smoky a little. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And the bonus disc is the shit. I love the bonus disc with the CD.
0: Yeah, the CD has like a Dungeon Synth CD that comes with. It's like a whole separate
2: album, basically.
0: I think they did a cassette release of it down the road. Really? Yeah.
2: It's interesting. Did not know that. I'm, I'm just writing down. I need to check this out. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh,
0: you've heard the album, obviously. So the, yeah. cu- the couple tracks that have Dungeon Synth intros, there's mm-hmm. another, I think it's six tracks. There's another CD, and it's only included in the CD. It's not with the record. Um, but it's six more songs that are all dungeon synth songs and i can't remember what the name of it was I, I believe you can find it on bandcamp and stuff to listen to it the hard copies
1: were limited to what 100
0: 999 okay
1: 1000
0: cuz they're all hand numbered on the back yeah That's a lot of hand number i know oh, <laughs> like yeah. it's funny because i've seen pictures of like 100s and then i've seen pictures of like the 700s and you can see where the numbers get a little more relaxed <laughs> like later on yeah. in the numbering I'm like man I hope they didn't try that in one sitting
2: Yeah well I yeah I'll talk I'll talk to Ronnie my wife about that she was just complaining about the 100 we just did for Wild and Woe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: try a
1: thousand Yeah
0: yeah I um, I mean they might have had a handful of people doing it too so you never know but yeah even a 100 is I mean that's a lot of numbering and what if you accidentally forget what number you're on and you like do two number 23s or something and it throws your whole account off.
2: It throws you off yeah that's a problem So you know now with with these luckily I was able uh, you know I, I did the, the sticker so I was able to just number them before we put them on on oh, um, yeah, yeah that works on the sleeve but you know with others sometimes they come with the the hype sticker uh, from the factory from the plant. Uh, and then you actually need to number it on the records themselves. So if you screw up, you just you really screw up. Yeah, and then you get one scribbled out or whatever.
0: Yeah, I always um, I like that. Like when you ship something, it's in an open jacket already, like a poly bag instead of it being sealed. Uh, I always prefer that with records. Like whenever you order from Relapse, they always ship things already in a poly bag and not overly tight shrink wrap and. All the other issues that can occur there. See, I like it. I don't like that. What, the polybags? I mean, it doesn't... I would rather have them sealed. I don't like it because you get more corner bends that way. I mean, I
1: get that. I understand that, too.
2: It's just... I guess... I don't know. I don't know, it's all preference. <laughs> I, lo- I love this debate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: I always, I know you do this too, like on a sealed record, like I always cut out my hype stickers. Oh, yeah, definitely. I stick them in the record jacket yep. and then re-sleeve it in, like, a different sleeve. Now, but I will
1: say this, with the relapse releases, like all the Integrity ones, it's cool that the sleeve has the hype sticker on it, and I guess I could put the hype sticker on all of the other, I don't know,
0: I don't know. Well, Kinda. We'll talk about this after the episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to mention something since we were talking about hype stickers. Um, I have a friend who owns a record label, and he makes his own hype stickers, and he's always trying to do different things. So he made these stickers one time out of them. I don't know what the material was. It felt kind of like canvas a little bit. But you can take the sticker off of the sealed record or the poly bag for it and put it different places like it resticks as many times as you want within reason i mean as long as you don't get it dirty or whatever but you can move it around the record jacket and stuff i thought that was really cool
2: is that on a ty ferris album yeah 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 this sounds sounds pretty cool yeah i don't know you know with the the shrink versus the the outer sleeve and and, and the disc outside of uh of the jacket you know i'm i'm torn about this I
1: okay. I'll tell you real quick. I used to store all of mine outside the records, all outside of the jacket, just because I didn't want to fuck up the outer. And then, and I did it like that. I don't know, for a long time. And then I saw an older gentleman uh, on YouTube, a part of like the vinyl community on there, and he had a Germs record, an original Germs album, which is completely black with a blue circle, and he was like. I've had it in this sleeve and inside of this jacket for the entire time since he bought it. And it was like perfect. And uh, so to save uh, on space.
2: I, like storage them. I space. keep them in there. Yeah. You know, for storage, I store all my records outside the jacket and, you know, I, I replace the sleeve uh, right when I get it uh, for storage. And, you know, in my own collection, that's definitely what I do um, for, you know, what I prefer on from the label, that's a question. You know, I think you know when it's sealed with with the shrink. Sometimes it it packs a little better. It actually prevents some movement because when you have the outer sleeve, sometimes you have more movement. Which can uh, because, you mean. know this? The, the split seams are a real thing. It happens. Uh, I get a lot of requests to open uh, to open the the shrink and and ship it with uh, with the disc outside of the yeah. of the jack. The only thing that I keep saying is sometimes I never ask for that when I buy records only because I know that if there is a split SIM, the store owner already received that jacket with that split SIM because that record moved from, you know, from the plant to the label and from the label, probably a few other places and then to the store. The split SIM already happened. It's not going to happen, you know, from the store. Right, I follow. Exactly. Yeah, I've had that happen a like bunch of times. Like, no glue on like it or something. Nothing, not even that.
0: It's, you'll get, like, little frays at the top or, like, just, you know, the smallest. Of, it's just from when they were shipping them, they came in a box of however many, and they're all moving around. Yeah, and, you know, you want the jackets to be as perfect as possible, so. Yeah, especially since, I mean, like, you pride yourself in, like, presenting your company very well so you don't want to have seam splits go out to people but a lot of people like will examine everything before they ship it out where like bigger companies they'll just ship it out
2: look it's vinyls are not cheap right Uh, the prices are it's only getting more and more expensive and people are paying their hard earned money so yeah to get yeah and plus it sets up repeat business and good word of mouth Yeah, if anybody's going
1: to fuck up the record jacket, it's going to be me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I know you got to get going here soon to start packing up mail orders before your post office deadline, so one final question before we wrap things up. But we always ask people this on the podcast, and since your store is revolving around metal, um, we ask what is something that you listen to that people would not expect you to listen to?
2: Well, maybe... People as clients, all my friends and family know that I like this shit, uh, but it's uh, it's Disney soundtrack. Oh okay. that is a good
0: one, dude. It is a good one, especially since you run an extreme music store, yeah,
2: dude. <laughs> uh, Disney soundtracks, and especially very specifically Aladdin. Okay. Oh shit, new school. I I do like
1: the the Bambi soundtrack. I like Hercules. <laughs>
2: I mean, everybody's got their Disney soundtrack, I guess. One day I'll record the Aladdin soundtrack and uh metal version. Like every time I listen to this shit, I, I keep imagining guitar solos over it. You know, I, I have the solos in my in my head already. Yeah, uh, that did. would be really
0: cool, actually. Do like
2: a little remix. Send except... me a clip when you get that done, man. I want to
0: hear that shit. You'd have to change it just enough that Disney wasn't aware. Oh, yeah, dude. Because <laughs> they'd, they'd be be knock on your door. There.
2: You know, for Frozen, for Let It Go, there are lot of metal covers, which which are amazing.
0: Yeah, I've heard a whole bunch of different metal covers, which is, I I think they're funny. Like just to hear like some dude doing extreme gutturals over "Let It Go." Huh. I guess I haven't I, didn't, I haven't checked them. All you gotta do is YouTube "Frozen" metal cover, and yeah, you'll find boom. like a hundred of them. It's all over the place. It was like
2: a trend. Yeah, for but a while. you know, wasn't it? I think "Make Them Suffer" made. Uh, a frozen cover which was amazing. Was it make him suffer? I think it was.
0: I can't think of any of the bands off the top of my head that I haven't looked at any since like shortly after the movie came out. Oh,
2: you know what was uh betraying the martyrs. Um they, uh, okay. they did. amazing cover. Seriously, like really good.
0: I'll check it out when I when we finish up here actually. But yeah, Disney yeah. soundtracks is a great answer to that some people's answers aren't always all that shocking so that is a good one
2: i don't know it's just music
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i like it it's uh i like getting a little you know you get that little insight into because everybody's got something that they like that's outside of like even if you're like yeah i'm a metalhead i'm like yeah but there's got to be like one thing that you like outside you can't just
1: listen to one thing even if
0: it's just a song like you know, you get you're a sucker but, for uh, Mambo number
2: five or something yeah. like I don't know. <laughs> but look, I, I have to admit though, you know, it's like life is too short, you you have very limited amount of time to listen to music. I prefer that ninety nine percent of that would be metal. <laughs> Anything. <Anyway.
0: laughs> <laughs> and that's uh that's what you love and obviously like you're building uh, a great business off of it. So your love has served you well.
1: And I am a happy customer, man, for sure. I think uh, I've gotten three
2: titles from you. Yeah, I, don't I, I appreciate it, man. Oh, yeah, we appreciate it, dude. I'm
0: always telling people on Instagram about your store and sharing your stuff and trying to you know, do whatever I can to help people be aware. And I know uh, there was Mike Score actually commented on one of the photos where I linked your website, and he's the singer for the band All Out War. And he was like, oh, I just ordered from there. So that was cool.
2: That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I love, you know, if I if there are names in the orders that I recognize, I love it. I, It's, um, you know, it's it feels good.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Definitely.
2: It, especially since uh, you, you get
0: people that, you know, you might be a fan of their band and you're like, holy crap, that guy's ordering from my
2: store. Yeah, absolutely. So it makes and, you feel like hey. you're doing
0: your part, giving back. That's why, making... how I feel
2: with records, at least. Absolutely. And, you know, making a lot of new friends and, and, and discovering new music. And so it's all good.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Well, uh, do you have anything else you want to get off before we
0: uh, wrap this up here?
2: No, I really just, you know, to, to thank you guys for, for the opportunity of talking with me. I know you guys are doing a lot of interviews with a lot of interesting people. So it's, it's really, uh, it's really an honor to be here. Well, thank you for
1: jumping on, man.
0: Yeah, thank you, and we were uh, very much looking forward to hearing about Blast Beats, and I'm looking forward to everything that you have coming out this year. And you know, I'll continue to keep telling people about the store. I'll continue
1: so. to be a customer,
0: <laughs> and that for sure. <laughs> All
1: right, right. man.
2: You, if you uh, ever fuck up, just tell, them, just let me know, okay? <laughs> know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. You have a good
0: weekend, and thank you again. And thanks, guys. Yep.